Welcome back. Welcome to today's Bible study. And today we have a word coming from Matt Jane Creighton. Yes, that's my wife. Yes, but she's going to bring a word for you today. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to today's Bible study. So today we'll be talking from the book of Ruth. Um, if you if you've never read the book of Ruth, well, welcome. Today you get our opportunity to read with us because we're reading from the very first chapter, and we're just going to talk about Ruth, um, or not necessarily Ruth, but Naomi, um, and just kind of break it down a little bit. So Ruth chapter one from verse one twenty two, but I'm just going to be focusing on some verses in this particular book of the Bible, okay? All right, so let's get into it. But before we do, we just say a word of prayer with me, okay? All right, let's do it. Dear Lord, thank you for today and this opportunity to spend some time in your word, to study it, and to share with all these amazing people that are listening or watching. We ask that these words would bear forth fruit in their lives, that it would just kind of permeate through them and you'll speak to them directly better than I can, better than I can break down your words, that these words that are alive, that are active, that can change lives, let it change lives, let it turn and make an impact in the lives of everyone listening and watching in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So we're just going to jump right into it. I'm going to read it just so you understand it better. So I'm reading from the book of Ruth chapter one. And I'll read some verses and I'll paraphrase some, kind of jump around just so you all can, you know, go along with me. So um, Ruth chapter one, during the time of the judges, there was famine, there was a famine in the land. A man left Bethlehem in Judea with his wife and two sons to stay in the territory of Moab for a while. The man's name was Elimelech and his wife's name was Naomi. The names of his two sons were Mahom and Chilion. They were Ephrites from Bethlehem in Judah. They entered the fields of Moab and settled there. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died and she was left with her two sons. Her sons took Moabite women as their wives. One was named Ophir and the second was named Ruth. After they lived in Moab about 10 years, both Malhom, Malon, and Chilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two children and without her husband. So this woman and her husband migrated to this particular place, and now her son is dead. I mean, her two sons are dead, and her husband is dead, so she's left with her two daughters-in-law. In verse 6, she and her daughters-in-law set out to return from the territory of Moab because she had heard in Moab that the Lord had paid attention to his people's needs by providing them food. Okay, let's pause right there and unpack a little bit. So like I told you, today we're going to be talking about Naomi. Um, a lot of times when Every a lot of times people pick up the book of Ruth, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, how Ruth met has Boaz. <laughs> and that's kind of like a popular Bible story, Bibles in the scripture that a lot of reference has been made to. But, you know, as I went back and started studying this particular book, 
Naomi just stood out to me and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to know who this lady is, who this woman is, because there were so many aspects, so many treasures about her that just got my attention. And that starts from verse six. She heard in Moab that the Lord had paid attention to his people's need by providing food for them, right? And this woman heard. That, that, that's the action right there. She heard, and then if you back it up a little bit, she and her daughter's-in-law set out to return from the territory of Moab because she heard, heard. So when I read that, I was like, she has to have, have, she has to have a relationship with God for her to pay attention to what God is doing before she sets us to a particular place. I mean, she could have picked any other territory to go to. She could have gone to anywhere she wanted to, right? But she, the reason why she set out out of Moab is because she heard that God had been, had had had, had changed, had paid, uh, I mean, God did not change that. God had paid attention to the people's needs by providing for them. So the God factor was a big deal to her. And then if you read on, so you, you discover even more stuff about this Naomi woman. Um, so verse seven, she left the place where she had been living accompanied by her two daughters-in-law and traveled along the road leading back to the land of Judah. So she's traveling back. Naomi said to each of them, each of you go back to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to the dead and to me. May the Lord grant each of you rests in the house of a new husband. She kissed them. And they wept loudly. I had to underline that part in my Bible. I was like, okay, this woman just blessed you and just said, hey, freedom. Yes, it didn't work out with my sons. I bless you. I pray you find new husband. I pray that, you know, things work out for you. Just go and do what you're supposed to do. And instead of them, you know, unexpectedly, maybe today's women or the modern woman would have said, oh, well, freedom, you know, that didn't work out, that relationship didn't work out. Oops. All right. Bye. I'm moving on. But the interesting thing about that particular verse is she kissed them. She genuinely loved them. She kissed them. And after she had blessed them, she kissed them. They, and they wept loudly. So three of them all started crying loudly. Like, I'm not talking about it kind of like, oh man, you know, this is this is horrible. It was a loud kind of cry, like a groan, like when you're almost mourning. That's the kind of cry they had. Then she said to them in verse 10, we insist, no, they said to her, we insist on returning with you to your people. So they were like, no, we're not going anywhere. We want to go with you. We want to go with you. But she replied to them, so return home, my daughters. Why do you want to go with me? Am I able to have many sons who could come, who could become your husband? Return home, my daughters. Go on, for I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me to have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you be willing to wait for them to grow up? Would you restrain yourselves from remarrying? No, my daughters, my life is much too bitter for you to share because the Lord's hand was turned against me. Again, they wept loudly. I mean, I mean, it, it just blows my mind. And if you read, if you read along, um, so the first daughter-in-law offered, kissed her mother-in-law, and she left. But Ruth clung to her, and the words 
says clung that means she held on to her like i can literally imagine her if if you if you're african um maybe this um scenario or this picture would make a lot more sense to you i can imagine naomi having like a a, a wrapper or a, a, a robe around her and ruth just grabbing onto the robe and just clinging to her and just like just like sticking to her and saying no i'm not going anywhere i am going with you so this is what Ruth says to her mother-in-law. She says, don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you leave, I will leave. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. Oh my goodness. For anyone to say such strong emotional words to another person, it just it just blew it just blew my mind, and I was like, wait, there gotta be something extraordinary about this Naomi woman. For anyone to say that, I love you so much. Your God is going to be my God. Where you die, I die. Where you live, I live. Only death could separate us only death and i was like why is that such a beautiful thing to say to another woman or not necessarily to another woman but to what what is make what is that fragrance and i said okay maybe she was just that wonderful mother-in-law right she has so much you know she poured into her but then if you read on in verse 19 look at this look at this y'all in verse 19, the two of them traveled until they came to Bethlehem. When they entered Bethlehem, the whole town was excited about their arrival. And the local woman explained, can this be Naomi? Oh my gosh. So those two men travels with Ruth, Naomi and Ruth. They travel on and they get to Bethlehem. The whole town, the moment they got into the town, Every single person got excited about their arrival. The local woman explained, exclaimed, can this be Naomi? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the when the light bulb went off. It wasn't just about her daughter's-in-law. It wasn't just about anything. It was about her fragrance. It was about who she was. She loved God. For anyone to say, your God be my God. Do you know that how powerful that is? And as I as I took time to reflect um, on Naomi's life, just in in chapter one, I wrote down this: Naomi must have been such an amazing person for people to love her so much, no matter where she was. Her daughters-in-laws and the women in Bethlehem, they just loved her. And I said, okay, Mac Jane, how can we apply this particular scripture to our modern life today? And I asked myself, if Naomi was to be in today's world, you know, she lost her husband, she lost her sons, she didn't have anything else to live for, in quote, would people be so excited that she got back? Would people be so excited to have her in their lives? And I and I thought that was a question for all of us today. Even as we stay and, and, and do the things that we do and we do life, as we'll call it, what fragrance are we carrying? When people are around us, do they get excited? Do they get sad? Do they, do they think, 
you know, the word of us. When people are, when we're not in the room, what happens? Are, are people willing to say to us, your God will be my God? I know the Bible says we are the living scriptures. We are the word, the living letters that the word, the living Bible that people get to see every day. So I, I, as, as I was thinking about Naomi, I said, can people genuinely say that I am the living Bible that they see every day? So as we, you know, get into the word today and we read about Naomi and Ruth, I want you to take a moment today and pause and think about your life. Think about, just reflect for a moment that what kind of life are you living? What kind of woman are you? What kind of man are you? Would people get excited when you walk into a space? Or would there be murmurings that you know that you walked in there? Would there be sadness when you walk into a place? Or would people be so glad that you came into that space? Would there be people excited to say, your God would be my God. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you leave, I will leave. I mean, that those are so powerful words to say to anybody. And I'm just challenging you today that even as you go about in your Christian work, as you go about in your life, I want you to make these the pillars, the cornerstone of your living that people would want to say to you, let your God be my God. That is evidence right there, baby. That's the evidence that you need. That's the evidence that the word needs. Because I, I actually wrote it down that you know, uh, uh, faith without works is dead. You can't just profess that you're a Christian and not leave it. People have to see you. You have to be a fragrance of heaven wherever you go, whether it's that in the community, at your job, at your home, every single place that you go, they have to see Christ reflected in you, in your character, in your character, and the things that you do. I want you to kind of tell yourself today, I want to be the Naomi of today. And yes, not necessarily go through the sufferings that she grew, got, she went through. I don't want to pray that over anybody. I don't even want anybody to go through what she went. I can't even imagine losing her husband and her sons. That must be really tough on her as a woman. And if you read in, in, in 1 Timothy 5, verse 4 and 5, it te- kind of gives you a better foundation of the culture of those days. But, you know, the, if you read 1 Timothy 5, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go, kind of go over there because it's so, something amazing about that particular verse. Yes, it talks about, you know, the, the women, the culture of those, the tradition. But if you read in verse 5, it says, The widow who is truly in need and left all alone has put her hope in God and continues night and day in her petitions and prayers. She continues night and day in her petition in prayer. So I really do believe in my heart that that was who Naomi was. She just sought the face of God. She just stayed in in prayer, in petition, just seeking God, just praying to him, just just living life, just carrying the fragrance of heaven every single place that she went. And and, and for for, for, um, Ruth to actually say, you know, this is where I want to be. I'm going to pitch my tent with you. I'm going to serve God with you. I'm going to live with you. I'm going to go wherever you go. And this decision to stay with Naomi was was so all-encompassing because it was a decision to follow God. It was, it, was, it was not just because, oh, well, wherever you go, I will go. It was giving up everything that she knew, everything. She gave up everything to follow Naomi. 
and I just can't wrap my head around it. Naomi's life, yes, it's, it's, it's not, the chapter is not the book of Naomi, but it's taught, it taught me something. We really have, really have to be living for Christ. We have to live for God, that people can't be loyal to us if, to that extent. That is so powerful. I don't know how many of us have people who are that loyal to say your God is my God, will be my God. Wherever you go, I will go. Whatever you do, I will do. So as we end this session today, I just want to ask you this question. Do you exude God and love that people would be excited if you return to a community or to a job? or to your home when you walk through those doors and you come back from work what is your experience like how do people around you feel do they feel excited that you're home or do they feel <sighs> right so think about that and and i just pray that god will make us so lovable people i know our world is full of hatred and full of all kinds of evil but today as christians we can pray and say god make me lovable make me that person that carries the fragrance of heaven everywhere that i go into the community like you know you walk into the community and people are talking about you and the talk is talk of good they're not even worried about the struggles and the pain and the sufferings that you've gone through they are just also excited to have you back they're like oh my gosh you are back and that's the testimony there. So today I encourage you that you will take the, 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 the story of, the, of, of Naomi and kind of transform that into your story, that you would be a fragrance of heaven. You'll be a carrier of God's kingdom wherever you go and that you will truly live for God and that people can say, oh, I want your God to be my God. I want not necessarily follow you everywhere. We don't, you don't necessarily want people to follow you everywhere, but you know, that particular part that Ruth says, your God will be my God. I pray that that's our prayer today, that we can be such great examples, such great people in our communities, in our, in our families, that people can say, your God will be my God. All right, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that word from Mrs. Matt Jane Creighton. Yes, uh, I just want to give you uh, the closing. You know how we do the closing. I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you want to accept Christ and, and you want to know Jesus. You want to know God closer. You want to know more. And I want to say these things, and this is what I say all the time. Um, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you will call upon the Lord and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin and repent. Romans 10 and 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You have to call on the name of the Lord for yourself. Do me a favor. If you're looking for an online community, hit the subscribe button and follow us on social media and we'll be praying for you. God bless.